Well, I've been doing business with Mark and my friends at Universal for over 20 years. Great vehicles, fantastic service, and they're always there when I need them. Mark makes the process absolutely seamless. He asks us what we would like in a car, and the next thing you know, he's calling you back and saying, I have found the vehicle you are looking for. We want you to be Universal Imports' next satisfied customer. Visit us at UniversalImports.com. Mold Tool is the official sponsor of the Grease and Glamour podcast. Established in 1853, Moldtool has grown to become a recognized leader in lubricant technology. Racing teams around the world have trusted Moldtool to deliver the endurance and performance needed to compete at the highest level. Even if you're not racing on the track, Moldtool's full range of synthetic lubricants will protect your engine against wear and tear of your daily commute. Stop by Universal Imports to purchase Moldtool's line of products today. All right, all right, all right. Right on, right on, right on. Oh, he's a Matthew McConaughey. It's a Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> hey. I know. That's why I do it. <laughs> I mean, it really is annoying, it's right? So annoying. I know. Well, he doesn't look sexy driving a Lincoln with like uh, purple plumes of smoke behind him. And <laughs> yeah, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, I still. It's good, but it's I still good. don't understand that whole thing. Like. People are watching, they go, oh, I got to get one of those cars because he says that. I'm like, so, no, he doesn't drive one of those. He doesn't. Not really. So for they gave him one, but it's in his garage. Listening and wondering about the teasers, this is the episode, the grand poobah of podcast episodes. And thank goodness, because we couldn't live with you any longer having to hold this secret. <laughs> I know. Because it was really, speaking this, of Matthew McConaughey, yeah. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we have none other then, Mario Andretti. Let me repeat that. Let that sink, sink in. Mario, Mario Andretti. Okay. So the Grease and Glamour podcast is a sidearm of Universal Imports of Rochester. Universalimports.com. It's where you can go to find your next car. You can call Aaron. You can call myself. We will help you find exactly what you're looking for. If you need service on your car, we have a wonderful service department with all master technicians that are here to help, I would say 24-7, but we're not quite there yet. But we're here most hours of the day and on Saturdays, and we have loaner service and shuttle service, and um, we have a body shop, and we have everything you need. Uh, for your car. So visit universalimports.com for any of that. Car repairs can get expensive. That's why Universal Imports has got you covered with their exclusive Car Care Club. For an annual investment of just $49, you can save hundreds with a free New York State inspection, $10 off oil changes, 10% off labor, $50 off alignments, and so much more. Visit universalimports.com or visit 834 Linden Avenue, right off 441. Let my family take care of your family's automobiles. Visit UniversalImports.com to join our car care club today. Anyway, uh, in a few minutes here, we're going to be getting on the phone with Mario Andretti all the way from Nazareth, Pennsylvania, where he resides. Uh, and um, he's going to talk to us about, um, well, let's run a couple things down, okay? 111 career wins. 111. This guy's been racing since the mid-60s or early 60s, all the way through the mid-90s. Mm -hmm. 
and winning all along, and then has a son who is a winning racer, has another son who is a winning racer, has a grandson who is a winning racer, has a twin brother who was a racer. Uh, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, when you talk about dynasties in football, I think the dynasty is bigger in, the race, in race car with the Andretti family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is it. Right. Amazing. <laughs> it, it's, right? A, it's a household name. Yeah. So, you know, um, and we're lucky enough to have him on the show. Uh, so before we get into that, and while we're waiting here for them to call, what's going, what else is new? You know, holidays are, uh, are you Best. know. Fast approaching, and um, well, it's not snowing. This it's not snowing. This podcast, right now. yeah, knock on wood. Um, wonder if it's snowing in. Where does he live? He's in Nazareth, PA. Oh yeah, wonder if it's which is right there. next to Bethlehem, PA. Wonder if there's any relationship why they called it Bethlehem and Nazareth. See, when I think of Nazareth, I think of the. You think of the rock band. I think of the band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a heathen. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, Surprise! <laughs> oh yeah, but you know, um, oh you know, we going to the mall, doing all the Christmas shopping stuff. You still go to the mall, really? I like to support local stores because I don't want to do everything online twenty years from now, or even five years from now. I just go online and get gift cards. Oh, see, I don't. I'm yeah, not no, a gift see, I don't do guy. That, no. I'm not a gift card. Type I mean, guy. they're supplemental when you have a family because you're like, oh, we got to even it up somehow. Oh yeah, that one got too much. I'll oh, give them less. Then you even it up with some gift cards, and you're like, okay, good. We feel it's a you, you make yourself feel good about it. But <laughs> but the whole mall thing, I I, I don't know, Mark. Stay away. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not a lot of local businesses there at the mall. Uh, you can't get Annie Ann's online. That's really not a Christmas gift, Mark. That's it pretzels. is for me. <laughs> yeah. So, hence, let's really talk about what this is about. You cannot get Hickory Farms. Uh, you and, probably can get a Munch on a summer sausage and some crackers while you're uh, shopping online. Yeah. So you're really not supporting anybody <laughs> local. You're supporting yourself. Yes. Well, okay. Well, thank you. What uh, it all listen, comes down it, to. Yeah. I mean, listen. Let's just clarify for a minute because I'm thinking, goes to the mall. Like that's the one place during the holidays you cannot get me. Well, or my wife no. to, to not not even we don't even want to go like a month before or after it's like no yeah no well you know thanks to Motul Motor Oils for uh, for sponsoring the show and and it these types of things allow us to seek out some of the best of the best in different industries and when I thought about boy I really wanted to you know after we did Ford versus Ferrari I was like oh man. I'd love to just talk to some of these racers and obviously the first racer that probably comes into most people's minds when you think of auto racing is Mario Andretti, right? You know, yep. you got your Dale Earnhardt, your Mario Andretti, your Al Unser's, your, uh, these guys, you, you, you think of them and, uh, well, as luck would have it, a little bit of persistence and, it didn't take a lot, actually. Mario is such a humble guy that uh, it was. Uh, we were granted the interview pretty pretty easily, but uh, took a little time, and I had to keep my mouth kind of shut for a while. Um, but here it is: our interview with Mario Andretti. Enjoy. I'm Mark. Mario Andretti, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful, thanks. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for spending some time with us on this. Uh, I don't know 
uh, you're down uh, in Pennsylvania if it's as gray and gloomy down there today as it is up here in Rochester, New York. But Beautiful day, actually. Today, you know, a bit nippy, but uh, nice and sunny. So nice and sunny. All right, well, it maybe it's coming here. up north. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll give you this, yeah. Well, just don't send me what you have down there. Uh, I promise. <laughs> we'll keep it up here. We'll, we'll send it over Lake Ontario. <laughs> That's it. They I, need it. My very first question for you, Mario, I have to, I have to ask this because this has been on my mind since, uh, since I talked to Patty, and that is you are auto racing royalty. And my first question for you is, do you collect royalties every time a spouse looks at their significant other and says, slow down, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I get yell now and then, uh, or at least I, I used to. You know, but uh, uh, so far, we've been lucky enough to be pretty safe. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're just synonymous with, with racing. Um, I think there's even a story of you, um, you know, you were with a friend sometime and and got pulled over and the, and the policeman even told your friend that, uh, who do you think you are, Mario Andretti? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was in California. It was uh, Vince Granatelli, you know. I was visiting uh, a shop in Santa Monica, and uh, anyway, uh, uh, and actually, he was driving. He was driving a, this, uh, a Chevelle with a supercharged engine. They, they, they used to do all those mods there, and uh, so he's trying to impress me, and uh, <laughs> he cheated a light a little bit, but he just flew across, and uh, anyway, uh, he gets pulled over. It was a... Uh, the weekend of uh, of the, I think there was the Long Beach Grand Prix. That's why I was out there. And uh, so anyway, <laughs> but I saved him a ticket somehow. <laughs> Did you have to exchange an autograph for that ticket? <laughs> no, but uh, the guy actually didn't believe me. I had to show him in my license. <laughs> he wasn't very much up on the, on the sport, but he he knew my name. But he didn't know what I looked like. Well, it was kind of funny when when, uh, when Jamie. Uh, so, by the way, on the podcast with us today is uh, Jay Lawrence and Aaron Kane. They're uh, my partners in crime here. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hello again. Hi, Jay. Hi, Lawrence. Yeah. And, and Aaron. when when Jamie received the phone call from you on the phone, it actually says Mario Andretti. I said, "Who can say that?" They see it on their phone. Mario Andretti's calling. Thought it was great. <laughs> it's good to see it. Uh, Mario, could you could you? Maybe, you know, we've discussed uh, prior to the phone call, we discussed with our listeners sort of all of your achievements, and we kind of laid that out in the best way we could in the time that we had in the introduction. But is there, um, could you give us a defining moment in your mind, uh, whether it's with your career or your personal life, that really stands out to you that you can share with us? Well, uh I think I'll, I'll go with a career on the personal side. I've had so many great moments, quite honestly. Sure. Uh, and, but they're very personal. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I think career-wise, when I look back, uh, the uh, opportunity that I had to be on the same track at the same level, top-level IndyCars, you know, with uh, uh, three other uh, members of my family, two of my kids and uh, my nephew, John, uh, believe it or not, you know, that really stands pretty strong, you know, for me, 
as far as one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I can truly appreciate. I mean, uh, uh, believe me, I, I, uh, I've been blessed, you know, because uh, I think uh, I, I probably uh, achieved more of my goals than I actually deserve. But, uh, but uh, out of true love and passion, you know, is what I, uh, you know, is why I kept going. But, and also uh, where I've been spared, you know, of, uh, of injury, you know, that... Um, that's something that was not very common, you know, for many decades uh, in my career. But, uh, but anyway, such I was, a dangerous uh, one, sport. Yeah, it, got it. away with it. Yeah, I got away with a lot of it. Uh, I think uh, my my son Michael was also blessed in that respect. Uh, my, uh, you know, my twin brother Aldo wasn't so lucky, and neither was my uh, younger son Jeff. You know, but uh, so that brings. Well, to bear how you know, you know the, things, the reality of the game, you know. Right. One of the things that uh, really gravitates to me is the family element that's in your story, and with Michael and Jeff and uh, your grandson Marco and your nephew uh, and your brother, you, you know, with your kids, was it inherent in your kids that they were going to race, or was it just sort of the natural order because they had been around racing their whole childhood? I think. Pretty much uh, the latter uh, is, is sort of uh, <clears throat> Aldo and I started this mess, you know. <laughs> I gravitated to the kids only because, you know, this is the environment that they grew up in. And uh, and so, uh, let's face it, uh, you know, in, at age of nine, I put both my kids uh, uh, in a go-kart and say, okay, have at it, see if you like it, you know, we do a little racing and see if you like it. If you don't, that's fine, you know, but uh, uh, what was I to do, you know? Uh, uh, So, uh, and they, uh, Michael especially, I mean, he took like a duck to water. Amazing, you know, and uh, and, and then we go back and and like I said, the family, when you look back at the the moments that we've had, like in IndyCar, uh, not too many people know this record, but um, in IndyCar, Michael and I were on podium 15 times. Yeah. Wow. And uh, and we were on the front row of an IndyCar race 10 times and finished one, two, five times. You know, I don't know, I wound up to be 5, 10, and 15, but uh, <laughs> uh, that's just that's a fact. Make sure you use and those then, numbers uh, when you play the lottery, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, you know, I look back at, um, you know, 1986, uh, the, um, uh, you know, the Pocono 500. Um, Jeff, younger son Jeff was driving uh, uh, the, uh, like it was the Indy Lights, who called the ARS at the time, supporting event. And he was on pole for that, and he won that race on a Saturday. Uh, Marco, Michael was on pole for the 500, and I won the 500. Between the three of us, you know, we just cleaned the house that weekend. I mean, nobody wrote about it. You know what I mean, it's just uh, But uh, did we uh, celebrate? You're done right. You know, stuff like that. So as a family, you know, and was in 1993, uh, what, 90, I don't know when it was, 92 or something, uh, where um, in Milwaukee was uh, Michael first, Nephew John second, I was third in the IndyCar race there. Oh. So, uh, again, when I look back at those moments, uh, I mean, oh, my God. I mean, 
talk about rewards. So with that Indy 500 win, I was watching an interview with you, and you said it was a triumph of fate. What did you mean by that, really? Well, what I meant by that is that um, uh, we started out with the, uh, you know, very sophisticated um, equipment. Uh, for the moment, was a derivative of uh, the turbine cars uh, uh, fielded by, you know, Lotus, uh, Colin Chapman, and uh, Andy Grantelli the year before. Only this time, instead of turbine uh, engines, we had the Ford uh, double overhead cam, you know, so turbocharged. And we thought that uh, you know, looking at the speeds, looking at um, you know how fast we were practicing, you know that car was going to be the, you know the car to beat. And then uh, two days before qualifying, which by the way the first weekend was rained out, so that's all, all we had was the second weekend. But two days before qualifying, um, we were, I was doing a race run, you know, with uh, more fuel, and Lord and behold, you know that. The, the car showed its weakness, you know, that uh, a hub on the right rear just sheared and I had a huge crash in turn four, which, uh, you know, I don't know, I got out of it. Okay, you know, uh, some burns and so forth. But, uh, and then uh, all day, we had so much time to do some race runs uh, on, on the other side. Uh, the other team of uh, uh, Colin Chapman with uh, Graham Hill and York and Rint they had some issues. Uh, Graham Hill had a slight crash, but it could have been pretty bad. So they decided to withdraw those cars. That's two days before qualifying. Wow. And uh, so what do we had? I had two Lotuses, and then we we entered the uh, Bronner Hawk, you know, uh, just as uh, to get an, uh, an extra garage, really, not to race it. Um, and, uh, there were, and so anyway, I had... Uh, a day and a half to get um, the car ready to qualify, and, and we put on the front row. Now, the reason that I said um, uh, what I said was because if if that car, if we want to crash, there's no way that car would have finished. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And, uh, and and if you look back, you know, what was frustrating for me is that, um, you know, that's only the second race that I finished after my rookie year in 65. And up to then, like 66, 67, I was on pole. I could have had the two of the easiest races in my career to win. The car was so good. And uh, dropped out early, you know. Uh, one, you know, we burned a piston right at the beginning, and the other one, uh, right front wheel came off. So it, it, it is, I mean, certainly not to take away from, of course, the skill and the talent, uh, but there is sometimes just that, what day are you going to be lucky when it comes to a car or, or, or something Weather like that? Weather conditions or something. Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about luck. Okay, luck is an abstract. How do you quantify that? But, uh, but there's got to be an element of luck somewhere. You know, and or divine uh, guidance. And obviously, it you know divine guide as well. I can't blame I can't blame him. <laughs> yeah, that usually doesn't end well. Because <laughs> yeah, because he, he helped me a lot. He kept me in one piece. So uh, uh, you know, 
Well, that's somewhere a good, along the line. That's a good game. lead into my next question, and that is, um, you know, there are there are many great drivers out there, but none really when you break it down with a resume like yours. What do you think makes the difference, especially in such a dangerous sport? In other words, what's it take to be Mario Andretti? Well, a lot of a burning desire to do what you love beyond anything else. And uh, you have no idea how badly uh, I wanted to be a race driver right from the beginning of the life that I, that I could reason. Uh, and, um, and it started out at the time where, uh, you know, it was possibly one of the wildest dreams that, uh, you know, that was like potentially impossible. But uh, it's just one of those. And uh, when the opportunity started coming around after we uh, came to the States, uh, this beautiful country just gave me that opportunity to uh, start pursuing, you know, what I wanted uh, from the beginning. And then I could never get enough. You know, if you look at... Uh, uh, my record, you know, in, in uh, races, uh, uh, you know, I used to, uh, <laughs> I mean, even when I won the world championship, uh, I uh, won two IndyCar races for Roger Penske and I won the IROC championship that year. So I couldn't get enough, <laughs> even though, you know, I was forbidden to drive for any other team or any other uh, series by contract. And I remember Colin Chapman, we were in in Silverstone, and, uh, and uh, we were testing early in the week, and uh, well, we had a weekend off in Formula One, and I said, I gotta get going. You know, where are you going? I said, go back to the States. He said, uh, I'm racing with Roger. He says, you can't do that. I said, I know, but I will. <laughs> so, you know, it's just you know, it's one of those things. But I, uh, I did whatever I wanted to, uh, regardless of uh, contract, because I wasn't gonna argue whenever uh, you know, we negotiated a contract. I wasn't going to argue the fact, okay, they want, they want, you know, all of you, you know, they want to own you. Well, I mean, that's, I, that's I just, the thing in this, I think in, in any industry and probably in sports, it's, it, there's a lot of it. And that is, there's a lot that goes on. There's as much, if not more that goes on off the track than on the track when it, when it comes to building your career. And, uh, like you said, sometimes it's a matter of, you know, knowing what you want and going for it, even when others tell you, no, you can't do that. Um, well, exactly. I mean, uh, here's the point. There was no one, no one was going to determine, you know, what my career was going to be, what I'm going to be driving. No, no one could, could buy, could give, could actually, um, uh, uh, give me a, enough, <laughs> give me enough money to, to, to buy me out, you know, to, to, to have it to themselves. I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do, and I did, exactly. I hear a lot today, a lot of, you know, some of the drivers get, why, you know, why won't you do something else or, you know, on the side? And, and I hear, well, the contract doesn't allow it. Well, neither did mine, you know. But uh, so it's just one of those things. Um, and fortunately, I was in a, you know, pretty good position of strength, you know, so what are you going to do? Okay, you're going to fire me? You know, I'm doing <laughs> a fairly good job, you know, so uh, that's really the way I looked at it, you know, but um, uh, but I, to be honest with you, I just, uh, you know, I was never satisfied enough, and uh, and luckily, I had an angel of, uh, of a wife, you know, that uh, uh, 
she was not a race fan by any means because she, you know, she never knew anything about racing, mm. even when we met. But uh, she's one that um, sort of sucked it up, quite honestly, and uh, knew how much I really loved that she supported me, um, you know, uh, uh, in every possible way. Uh, and and I think, uh, again, if I wouldn't have had that support, I don't think uh, a lot of things would have happened. Yep. So uh, it was unconditional support, quite honestly. It's, a, and, uh, it's like like they say, behind every great man, there's a better woman. <laughs> you, that, you got it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know, know, when you talk about your, your burning desire uh, to, to be in racing, it goes – and we talked about this earlier in the podcast before uh, we got you on the phone, and that was, you know, how your life started. You know, you – you you grew up uh, in just at the end of World War II, uh, going into uh, refu. Uh, it was like a refugee camp in Lucca, Italy. Correct. Right. Correct. And then from there, that's where sort of the racing thing, the the car thing started. Um, you and your brother uh, started getting into cars uh, in the town uh, in Lucca. Is is that right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we uh, when we you know when we moved out of our home in Istria, uh, I was uh, eight years old, and uh, so when I was about ten, eleven is when this uh, the bug really started biting pretty hard, and uh, and believe it or not, so uh, Aldo and I used to just hang out in a garage uh, just across the street from the camp where it was, and uh, and. Uh, and they used to, uh, the, the owners befriended us, and, you know, they actually liked us. And, and uh, we were marveled over the cars that they were parking and, and uh, working on. And it was a it was very popular parking site because of Luca, the way it is. Uh, you know, parking is not very good in the town. And uh, so uh, I used to marvel over this Alfa Romeo's and launches and, and little by little, they, they, they let us start driving, you know, and driving is the Fiat Topolinos, you know, the little ones. And then by the time it was all over, by the time we were like age 14, we were doing burnouts with uh, some of these customer cars. And that's <laughs> oh, why good. I'm I not the only one that did burnouts. I have a hell of a time valeting my car because I'm thinking, you know, what we used to do with. Well, we never dinged them, though. But uh, <laughs> that's. That's, I'd like to be the guy that gets how, Mario Andretti how, as my valet. That's what I would say. That's how, that's how I learned how to, how to do uh, standing stars in Formula One. I said, I, uh, <laughs> I had a pretty good feel about grip. Well, I think what's, so, uh, what's also very interesting about you, aside from the racing career, which, you know, you, th- there's no shortage of things to talk about when it comes to your career in, in IndyCar, Formula One, uh, you've raced just about everything, stock cars, uh, NASCAR, um, kind of everything. And now, track, you know, yeah. And now you have, uh, you, you're doing the Indy car experience. You have the, the, the two seater Indy car that, uh, you, you, you take people out for a ride and go 200 miles an hour around a track with them. Yeah. And, uh, are, well, yeah. How often, do, how often do people get an opportunity to do that with you? Well, again, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm loving that side of it. I think uh, you know, with the Indy experience, um, you know, with the Honda, you know, has a program there, and and of course, uh, 
uh, I'm there, you know, the entire weekend, and they have slots, you know, where we we take press and we take in and and, and uh, just regular fans, you know, for rides uh, as much as possible. So, couple couple big you know, celebrities at, at too. It you know, at Indy itself, you know, that I, uh, we put together, um, uh, I'm driving most somewhere around seven to 800 miles that entire month, oh. you know, it's because, wow. uh, uh, almost every day before practice, you know, before qualifying that weekend, uh, that week, uh, I'm there for two hours, you know, uh, every day driving. And then, uh, on a Wednesday after qualifying, I do all day all day from nine to five flat out with uh, uh with about 15 20 minutes you know for lunch or a sandwich and uh, i'm just loving that you know because uh i just i'm testing myself you know my physical side and uh, everything is cool so i'm liking that opportunity so in in addition to the, the racing and, and everything, so you also have a, a vineyard. Um, was was wine always a passion for you? Well, I don't know if it was always a passion for me. It's just something that was part of the family. Um, you know, my my dad obviously, uh, you know, he, not obviously, but he he did own uh, you know quite a bit of land, and he had uh, and a lot of it was uh, you know obviously. Uh, bottling his own wines and um, not that that made a difference but uh, uh, what it did is uh, gave me some appreciation for that for wine is that and I started appreciating it more when I got into my late 20s quite honestly and then uh, after I came out of the cockpit uh, one thing led to another it's a long story but uh, in a weak moment of my life I decided to uh, to get into the wine business in Napa Valley. A little uh, bit of a slower pace uh, type of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but it, it works. I'm, uh, you know, there's a lot of pride in that. I'm just so fortunate. I'm a great winemaker. And, and again, uh, it's really a nice little facility uh, that we're very proud of. Uh, and, and it has grown nicely, you know. So, um, it's very popular out there. We get a lot of traffic from all over the world. You know, obviously, they have uh, tourists from all over the world to visit that area, and, and they do come see us. Well, I really uh, should tell but, people, uh, I should tell our audience that they can visit andrettywine.com, and there you can order uh, your cases of wine. and Cases? Um, well, cases, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go big, go big, right? I guess. Yeah, preferably cases, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, but before you drink the wine, you go on the, uh, you know, you go to andrettiracing.com or indyracingexperience.com and get your get your track stuff done and yeah. then drink the wine. That's probably a, a better idea. Um, you know, I, I watched that video I've seen it. I remember it when I was a kid. You know, you were at Watkins Glen a lot. We would go down to Watkins Glen. My parents had an opportunity to meet you there. Um, I had an opportunity to meet you a couple times out at the SEMA show. And, you know, uh, another podcast you were on, I don't know how recently, but uh, the the podcaster said it best, and, and that is uh, – you, you don't always want to meet your heroes because you don't know what you're going to get. But in the case of meeting Mario Andretti, 
you really are one of the nicest people in this industry. I think it's a it's a well-known fact that you are just a very approachable, very nice person to uh, be able to just go right up to and have a conversation with. And we're so grateful that you well, uh, are, you. are you interested in talking to us for here a few minutes. Um, so I know you're limited on time. So we, I want to uh, want to just ask a couple more questions here and uh, we'll let you get on with your evening. But um, a few weeks ago, we did a podcast on, uh, on the uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie. And I'm not sure if you had had a chance to see that movie yet. Um, we did, uh, you were interviewed in the Adam Carolla special, the, uh, 24 hour war. And I know that, uh, you were kind of, um, you know, you, you had, you had raced 24 hour at Le Mans, I think in 66. Yeah, that was yeah. my first, uh, yeah, my first formula, my first, uh, Le Mans event. Yeah. In 66. And that was with that McLaren, was right? Were, were you with McLaren in that one? No, no, Ford. It was a Ford. Oh, yeah, no, no. In 66, I was reducing Bianchi. Okay. So you, you drove uh, a Ford in 24-hour at Le Mans, but you also drove for Ferrari, uh, not in 24 hours, but you did, I think, Sebring, a couple Sebring, others with, uh, with Ferrari. Six hours and, uh, you know, 1,000 Ks. So did you like driving a Ford better or a Ferrari? <laughs> Anything you could win with. You know, <laughs> Good answer. That's all right. The first 24-hour race I ever did was uh, that year in 66, and I was uh, driving uh, with uh, uh, Pedro Rodriguez, and that was a Ferrari, uh, but it was not the factory. It was uh, Luigi Chinetti, was a North American racing team, which was the importer of Ferrari. Great guy, by the way. Uh, in fact, Chinetti, I think, won Le Mans as a driver way back when. But... Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, so I did drive a Ferrari in 24 hours. That was the only 24 hour that I did with Ferrari, however. And uh, anyway, uh, but uh, I was uh, I was able to. Uh, I got a, a, a drive with Ford. Uh, the best part about that is uh, that uh, I needed, I wanted uh, to do as much testing as possible because I wanted to get into Formula One, and there were not too many other opportunities, especially in driving Indy cars. So. I expressed a desire to be part of all of the testing, and uh, and in '66 um, they gave me that opportunity, and so I was there. Like uh, you know, they, that's what the the movie is about, and um, and I know. It, it, see, it, it's difficult for for me to critique a racing movie. The same thing as uh, Rush. You know, um, you look at. The entertainment side, I think, is great. Yep. It's awesome. It's, uh, uh, I think um, uh, the, ca- the cast of characters, I think uh, the, uh, the acting is superb, um, no question. Uh, it, the reality of uh, some of the events uh, well, is not 100% there, and that's where I have a tough time. Specifically, <laughs> when you're telling a story, you should be a little more accurate, right? Oh. You know, and does that sound familiar? That's the guys? problem I have with Rush as well. You know, so uh, that's what it is. But uh, but as far as uh, entertaining, uh, the movie being entertaining, I recommend it all day. It's funny because Jamie, when we when we did that podcast, we were Jamie's like, you know, 
I just don't think Enzo Ferrari was that mean in that office. And uh, he was not. He was totally, yeah, misrepresented. Yeah. And uh, thank you, Mario. But honestly, uh, I think uh, Henry Ford uh, was not that much of a jerk either. You know, so yeah, they made you know, that. They, uh, they really villainized both of those guys in a way. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I, they, I thought the story was good. But all that other stuff, I was like, I'm not sure that's real. I, I can't wait to talk to somebody who will confirm my suspicions. The story was good, but also, you know, Ken Miles was not, I mean, as animated. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, Christian did, did a great job, uh, you know, in acting and so on and so sure. forth. But uh, the real character of Ken Miles, as I remember him, because, uh, you know, I did some testing alongside of him and yeah. so forth. It was quite a bit different. Well, they have but, to. They you know, have to I guess you got to make it more interesting. Sure. You know, he mm-hmm. was not. He was much calmer than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want to tell all of our listeners that they should uh, check out your NBC Sports documentary, uh, "Drive Like Andretti." It's a it's a great documentary. Really talks about your early life in Italy and your move to the states and how your career just built and your family you have a beautiful family by the way um and uh it it really just highlights uh, all the aspects of mario's life including the winery um so i encourage all of our listeners to to watch that video um if you're so bold uh you should go to a track that mario is going to be and um hop in the back seat of uh, an indy car (laughs) no nope jd's not doing it (laughs) nope i'll watch (laughs) yeah uh, yeah. Uh, i gotta wonder what what is it like if you have to sneeze when you're doing 200 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) well you know actually you got to do it before so you're okay (laughs) and and you probably um the one of the other quick questions i really just want to kind of check off the list here is when you watch that the video of your flip in 2003 um and i've i've listened to so many different ways uh that you know you, you explained how that happened where the the car caught air because of the debris in the road and you flipped and you landed on your wheels and came away with with almost uh, without a scratch almost can you remember what was going through your head through that? You know, was it, did it feel like a lifetime or did it feel like a second? Well, I know it, it feels like forever, you know, uh, when you're doing that and, and I've, you know, I felt, Oh my God, now it's my time, you know, but uh, I guess there was no vacancy up there. So, <laughs> uh, I was spared again and, uh, and thankful for that quite honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Another so, triumph yeah. of fate, I guess, if you will. Yeah, Yeah, indeed. indeed. Well, uh, Mario, I can speak for the three of us in this room and I know all of our listeners, you're, you're an inspiration to everybody, not just because of your impeccable racing career, but just who you are as a person. And we are very kind. So thankful and blessed that uh, you uh, were on our show today and uh, we'll make sure you get a copy of this podcast. So, you know, Oh, what's your daily driver? Well, I have a, a ZR1 Corvette, um, okay. you know, uh, 2019, and um, and I have a Lamborghini Aventador. Very nice. Uh, I treat myself. I love my sports cars, you know. Um, and I so, can understand. I <laughs> back around with. 
Yeah, I, I was curious. I'm like, hmm, what does Mario drive to the grocery store? And now we know. Now That's we know. it. That's it. Well, Mario, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We'll make sure you get a copy of the podcast. And for all of our listeners out there, please uh, go to the number of websites that Mario Andretti has out there for his racing, for his wine. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm making a push to get uh, more places here in Rochester to have your wine because I, I know in one of the podcasts you had mentioned, um, you know, uh, Constellation Brands and trying to put something together with them at some point. They're they're a Rochester company, so uh, maybe I'll go knock you on their door. better talk to them. I will. You better talk to them, Mark. <laughs> better give the Sands a call. Uh, I'm gonna, but yeah. then I'm gonna want at least one free case of wine. <laughs> you you get it. You got it. <laughs> Mario, thank you name, so much. Yeah, name your variety. Well, thanks, guys. And yeah, right. yes, uh, Merry Christmas. Afternoon. Happy Good Year to yeah. all of. Um, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. You all of you. You Thank too. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Mario Andretti. Right on. Need I say more? How much more do you got to say? Seriously, a, a super sincere, awesome guy. Uh, when you go to the SEMA show, and I know we've talked about it on a couple of the, the last podcasts, but there's a handful of automotive celebrities at SEMA, one of which is Mario Andretti, and he's there pretty much every year. There's a line down the hall <laughs> to get a handshake and an autograph from Mario Andretti. Oh, he's it. And he'll handshake and autograph every single last one. Wow. And he'll do it with a smile on his face, and he's so uh, accessible and uh, just, you know, uh, he's Mario Andretti. It, well, all I'm going to say is um, I'm glad that Mario Andretti agrees with me about the movie. <laughs> oh, I felt vindicated as you two <laughs> ripped me for my opinion. However, <laughs> I probably didn't say it as nice as he did. Yeah, That's probably it. Much but, nicer way. <laughs> but all I'm saying is me and him were on the same page. Thank you, Mario. Yeah. So um, anyway, I hope that you all enjoy the Grease and Glamour podcast. We're always working hard to find uh, really exciting material to bring to you. So, you know, maybe the next one's going to be on how to change your washer fluid, but then we'll have another great interview. Mario Andretti, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I can say. Uh, and until our next podcast, which will be after Christmas, this was our Christmas present to you, <laughs> our interview with Mario Andretti. So thank you to all the Andretti team. Visit uh, one of those websites again. Let me uh, get those out. It's in a book. Yeah. AndrettiWinery.com. AndrettiRacing.com. IndieRacingExperience.com. Check out the NBC Sports Drive Like Andretti uh, documentary. It's awesome. Check out the 24-Hour War documentary by my one of my podcast heroes, Adam Carolla. Uh, that's a awesome uh, documentary, too. If you really want to get the true scoop on uh, the Ford versus Ferrari uh, A much better version than story. The, the movie, yeah. as I said. The movie's still good. Oh, yeah. For it's, entertainment. It's, it's, it's understand it's, it's yeah. a movie. Yep. Um, we hope everybody that listens to our podcast is going to have uh, an absolutely wonderful holiday. And um, until 
then, see you next time. See you.